My name is Dan Houghton, and I'm actually here with Dr. Wes Youngberg, my wife Karen, our associate pastor, Ivan Ostrowski, and Betsy, uh, Wes's wife. And I want you to know we're not here trying to hold anybody up. But we're just wanting to show what it means to have a mask. I'm wearing an N99 mask, and we're going to take this off in a minute just so that you'll be able to hear us a little better, and I can breathe a little better, sucking air as I'm talking so fast. But I want you to notice Karen's beautiful designer mask. She's really happy about that color. And uh, Dr. Youngberg, you're wearing also an N99, aren't you? That's right. Okay, and uh, Betsy has got a, what kind of a mask does she have? An N95 mask. Okay, an N95. And what we're here for tonight, we've been talking about um, COVID-19 and all the different things that are associated with that, all the practical things we can do. We decided tonight that we wanted to actually show you some simple home remedies that will be useful to, in your home, be able to treat these kind of conditions. So Dr. Youngberg, why don't you begin by telling us what we're going to do tonight? All right, so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to take off my mask just so that you can hear me better uh, for this instructional on home-based natural remedies using hydrotherapy to actually treat respiratory infections, really just to improve the immune system in general. This is, even if you just want to feel better, uh, if you've had a really bad day, this is a really good strategy to improve health, to improve circulation, yes. to enhance the body's natural ability to heal whatever is going on. Especially now, viruses. Pardon me? Especially viruses. That's right. Especially illnesses that don't have other good treatments. Now, the, we, we all started out wearing uh, these special masks. And, and so uh, Dan and Karen and I are wearing N99 masks. These are actually dust masks. Uh, the one I have is is called a base camp dust mask. Now it's actually at this point uh, very difficult to find these, any type of mask for that matter. That's right. But um, what's nice about the dust mask is that they, they have a, they basically have like a nylon mesh and then they have an insert that you can uh, replace that has uh, multiple charcoal filter layers that pick up 99% of the particulate. Okay, so it's much even more effective than the N95 masks, which are kind of the industry standard for protecting the wearer. So there's a difference between these masks, including the mask that Betsy's wearing, which is the N95. You see there's these little, what we call respirators on the outside. That means that as we exhale, Whatever, whatever we're breathing now actually comes out of these respirators, and that makes it easier to wear a mask like sure. this. Now, that also means that if I'm sick and I'm wearing one of these masks with a respirator, I'm actually potentially uh, increasing the risk of infecting somebody else. Okay? Not increasing the risk compared to not wearing it, but thinking that I'm that, that I'm safe from infecting other people when that's not necessarily the case. Because if I'm within three feet or, or closer to Pastor Ivan and I'm wearing this mask and I'm infected with COVID-19 or another respiratory virus, as I exhale through my nose or my mouth, the respirator uh, valve opens up and allows the air to go forward. And if that air is breathed by Ivan, then he could actually become infected. 
So, so this is something we wear to protect ourselves when we're, uh, in this case, we're assuming that Pastor Ivan is infected. He needs to have some type of remedial strategies. And of course, we've gone over specific remedial strategies in previous videos yes, yeah. that, are, that are on this channel. And, and so I encourage you to go to those at, at the Fallbrook uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church YouTube site to, to learn more about the other natural remedies. But today we want to really focus on how to use hot, cold fomentation hydrotherapy to dramatically improve the immune function. And so the, the, the first step is that whoever is treating, and, and we're not, you know, this is not a hospital setting. This is not, we're not talking about a clinical setting. We're talking about if you're in your home and you have somebody in your home or, or in, in, right near you that you're already in contact with and they need support, this is what you would do. You and, still- And Wes, maybe it might be someone that you feel like you'd like to have fomentations and you want somebody to know how to give it to you. That's right. So this, this is designed so that you can actually provide this in your own home with things that you already have. Now, many of you don't have access to masks. I, I, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's just the case. Uh, during the 1918 Spanish flu, individuals were making their own masks with five layers of just regular gauze and then ch ch fine mesh, wire mesh, and so it'll form fit around your face and just get a rubber band set up and you, you can make your own you know, masks that are fairly efficient. Now, the, so, so these masks, including the N95 mask that Betsy's wearing, are designed to help protect the wearer, okay? And they are very, very helpful for that purpose because as we're breathing in, the, the filters, the charcoal filters and the, the filters of the mask are actually preventing the vast majority of viral particles to, uh, to, to, from getting in. Now, does it prevent all the viral particles uh, to get in? No, it doesn't. The, but there, it's not an all or none thing. The main goal that we have is to limit contagion, to limit the dose that, we, that, that we're exposed to. And, and so everything that we do, washing our hands, all the things that we've already learned about are designed to limit exposure. Yes. We're still going to have exposure. We, many of us, most of us have probably already been exposed at some level, but our immune system has been able to keep up with it and, and, and win the, the individual battles over that. But if if we do things that, that damage our immune system, or if we fail to participate in activities that optimize the immune system, then we're, we're going to be at, at, at the mercy of this virus that is replicating very rapidly in the body. So this in particular is a strategy that helps the immune system fight that battle much more aggressively. Now, this is actually very appropriate that we have Pastor Ivan here today. Um, because we just learned today, in fact, Pastor Ivan, you just learned today that your brother, who's uh, in his early 30s in, in Switzerland, tested positive for COVID-19. Tell us uh, how you heard about this and, and uh, how that came about. Yeah, so I talked to my brother today, and uh, actually he called me, and he said, Hey, uh, Ivan, yeah, so I just want to tell you something. Last week, I got really sick really bad, 
And I actually, it was so bad that he couldn't do a few things. He had to stay at home and do nothing else. He went to the doctors, and the doctor said, ah, you're too young. You don't have to worry about it. It's something else. So he went home. He started trying to heal himself. Today, he went back to take the test. Well, it turns out that he's positive. He's positive, and so now he has to take treatments and more precautions. So, yeah, that's how I found out about so, so that is very, very sobering, and, and many of us uh, here in the United States are now hearing of, of family members, of loved ones, of co-workers, of, of neighbors who are getting sick, and they're wondering, is this possibly COVID-19? Um, in fact, uh, the medical group uh, where I used to work here in Temecula, yes, yes. Uh, uh, they are actually in the same building where my clinic is. They are now doing uh, drive-through testing for their large patient group starting today. And so, and so the, the, a lot of people are mobilizing, not waiting for the government to do everything for us. We have to mobilize to take care of our own needs. Uh, and that's why home-based strategies may be our only option. In fact, for most of us, that will be the only option. So, uh, Pastor Ivan, uh, I have brought a special mask for you. And, and so, uh, go ahead and put this on. This is a special mask that is different from the mask that Betsy's wearing, the, the N95, or the ones that we've been wearing, the N99s. This is a surgical mask. It's not nearly as effective in protecting the wearer, but it's very effective at protecting everybody else. Because if you were infected, Pastor Ivan, and you're, and you're sneezing or coughing, or just, just uh, breathing, breathing hard, or just talking, just, just talking like I am within three feet of you, could actually, could act, if I was infected, could potentially aerosolize virus to the point that I create a viral cloud around me that, that you then breathe in and now you're, you've been exposed. And the question is, can your body fight that off or do you succumb to it? So these are strategies, again, that are going to enhance our immune system. And so Pastor Ivan's wearing a surgical mask. And these are typically the masks that most medical doctors and, and, and health professionals wear, uh, but it's it's really designed to protect the person they're treating more so than to protect them. Okay, so, so if you want personal protection, you really want to be wearing something like what Betsy or Dan and, and, and Karen and I are, are wearing. So if, again, if you're in a situation where you're not just demoing like what we're doing tonight, but you're actually treating somebody at home um, or in, even in your neighborhood that, is, that needs help, then, then you want to make sure that the sick person is wearing a mask. Now, so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Ivan, okay, how old are you? Uh, 28. 28, okay, youngster. Uh, so come on, come, have a, just go ahead and sit down. You're going to be laying your head on the pillow there, okay, and um, okay, you're relaxing. All right, so what we're basically... Basically, what we're going to do here is, is run through how you do what we call fomentation hydrotherapy treatments. And there's different ways to do this. You know, we talked previously that you can, 
you know, if, if you're lucky enough to have the pool in a hot tub, you can do, you know, 10 minutes in the hot tub, at least at 104 degrees, and, and then you can do 30 to 60 seconds in the cold pool and go back and forth three times. Or if you have is, an infrared sauna. That works. Isn't that what Betsy really likes to do is go back That's and right. We're going to do it tonight because <laughs> we need it. Okay. Uh, or if you have an a infrared sauna like yep. you do, Dan yes. and Karen, uh, you can get in for 10, 15 minutes and then take a cold shower, soap off with Castile soap, and then go right back in and do that two or three times. And that's very, very helpful. The heat opens up the capillaries and the arteries so that, so that blood is drawn to the surface. And, and so blood is drawn from the congested areas of the lungs in particular here. Uh, and then when you do the cold, that, that constricts all the blood vessels and it pushes blood back down. And then when you go back into the heat again, that opens it up. And so that creates a, a passive form of improved circulation that helps detoxify the body, helps, helps relieve the congested areas of, of the body or the organs that are suffering with with the virus or whatever illness it might be, and it just helps the body remove these toxins and these viruses via the kidneys, via sweat, uh, via uh, in, into the urine, and even even through uh, the digestive system and the feces. So it, this type of improved circulation is detoxifying. So and the, the, and the hot and cold showers do the same thing. We okay. So and what what I've been doing frequently, we call it the poor man's hydrotherapy. Okay, is, is uh, multiple times a day, if, you, if you're not super sick and you can get up and get in the shower, okay, you just do three minutes as hot as you can take it, you know, make sure that you're paying attention, you know, that, so you don't burn yourself, right, the shower stream right coming down on your throat and chest area, and then uh, after three minutes hot, you turn it as cold as you can, make it, not take it, make it. Okay, so you can handle the cold, and, and by the way, uh, if somebody has serious medical conditions, this is for people who are otherwise healthy that are now getting sick or are at risk of getting sick, and we're trying to improve circulation. So obviously, if you have an open wound, if, if you have a hemorrhage somewhere, if, if you have cancer somewhere, and you, know, you, you need to work with your doctor to make sure that you can handle this type of increased circulation, but by for the most part, the average individual can participate in this type of activity. Um, okay, so the, uh, and in the shower, you're doing that three times, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, three minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, and that's how you end. Now, when you finish hydrotherapy, I always dry off really well. And so if your hair's gotten wet or sweaty, you dry your hair completely so you're not damp. Uh, you dry off your whole body, a towel down, and then you immediately get in bed and stay there and try to sleep and rest for at least 20 minutes, preferably much longer, because your body needs rest. And so that's the first yes. point that we want to make. Getting, getting uh, our, our poor sick, Pastor Ivan, uh, to rest and basically sleep it off, so to speak, this is really critical. Uh, because without rest, even the hydrotherapy, even, even all the other things that we're doing are not going to work nearly as well. So you have to have complete bed rest. If, you, if you're sick and you have a cough or even a slight fever, uh, you got to just totally stop 
everything and focus on getting better. Because if you don't, you are running the risk of hitting that tipping point where you may not make it. Okay, or like young individuals like Pastor Ivan and his, and his brother who's three years older than him, um, they're very unlikely to die from COVID-19. But what we're learning now in the last few days is that as doctors look at chest x-rays of young individuals, like, like in their late 20s and 30s or even early 40s, the, the, their lungs have all kinds of damage from the illness that they have gone through, which basically could dis disable them physically or from a health perspective for life. They're not going to be able to do the things they used to be able to do. So young people, take this super seriously because it could totally change the rest of your life, even if you survive this, and you probably will, but not the same as you used to be. Now, so the, the first step, things that we do is we want to, as, as, we, as we demonstrate how to do hydrotherapy, the first thing that we do is we, there's different ways to, um, to uh, different types of towels you can use to heat up and therefore use that as the way to transfer heat from the towel into the body. The, uh, I had the privilege to, to uh, train under the mentorship of Dr. Charles Thomas, who over 35 years ago uh, was, was the, the master of hydrotherapy treatments. He had his own clinic in Banning, California. And I, I remember one of my good friends and roommates, Dr. Brent Hildebrandt, who uh, was a medical student at the time, we went together to his clinic and, and learned directly, saw him treating patients directly. And, and we actually bought uh, these, these hydrotherapy pads at that time. Now, the, don't call my clinic and ask me where, uh, where to buy these. Look, we, we have to do the same thing as you. Figure it out. Look on Amazon and find, find the best product. Or just make your own. Uh, Okay, all right, so if you don't have one of these, which most of us won't, okay, these, these that are designed for hydrotherapy, these thick Turkish-type towels that have been designed for this purpose that hold the heat in really well, just use a regular towel. It won't hold the heat as well, but it's still very effective. And so, um, so what, what we do is the first step is to basically uh, uh, do a deep dampening uh, of, of these towels. And so get them wet, get them thoroughly wet. Now, don't make the mistake that I made the first time I ever did this about 30 years ago, uh, is I think, well, it doesn't have to be that damp, you know, we're just kind of, you know, warm it up in the, in the microwave. And, and if it's not thoroughly damp, you can start a fire in your microwave because this will burn unless it's wet. Okay, so that's the first mistake that you want to avoid. The second mistake you want to avoid is that if if you don't wring this out, let's say we've dampened this really good with water. So I've taken, I've taken, give me the picture there. This is get, ice water. This is uh, okay, so, so I've taken, there's actually, ooh, there's actually warm water in water. here. Okay, so I'm not going to pour, but I, if you just pour water over this, not, of course, not over the patient like I'm doing, <laughs> that's not a good idea. But the idea is you, 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 in the kitchen or wherever you are in the bedroom, you just wet this towel thoroughly, and, and then, and then you, Take this, and you, you roll it up really tight, okay, and you just wring it out. You wring it out, okay? So you might need, if, if, you're, 
if you're putting really hot water on this, of course, if you're microwaving it, you can just wet it with regular water, regular tap water, okay, and, and then wring it out. You don't have to wear thick gloves to protect you from the heat. But if you're, if you're, doing, it, if you're doing it with uh, really hot water from a, from a pot, uh, or a kettle, then you need to be careful not to burn yourself as you're wringing this out. Now, so, so after you've wrung this out, you, you make sure that it's not dripping, because if it's, if water's dripping off this, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna burn your, your, your patient, right? So don't do that. So, so make sure that it's nice and damp through and through. You put it in a, in a, in a plastic a grocery bag, or you can even use a trash bag if you don't have a, a grocery bag. Okay, let me see that real quick. So, you, so another, another thing that you can do is that this will steam up. So what I do is I just grab it like this and then twist it, twist it, okay, and then put it in the microwave like that. So go ahead and uh, do that. So, and you can actually do two at a time because you're gonna, we're going to be putting a fomentation pad at the, at the bottom uh, of Pastor Ivan's back, and then we're going to be putting one on his chest. Okay? okay, so when you put it in a microwave, every microwave is different. So I'm not going to give you a definitive number of minutes, but generally speaking, I would put it in for maybe three minutes and, uh, and then check it to see how steamy it is. And then you might need to do another couple minutes. Uh, some microwaves, you might need to do more than five minutes. So, so let's, let's assume that this is now all steamy. Okay, we've, we've microwaved this long enough, and you can do two of these at once. So now you take a towel, okay, uh, just a, a regular large towel, and, and just fold it in half. Okay, fold it in half. And then uh, you just lay it down on the table, okay? And then just put the fomentation pad or the towel that you used, you can use just a regular towel, and then put a dry towel around the heated, uh, moist towel. Okay, now, uh, Pastor Ivan, we're going to ask you to get up there, okay? Yep. And Dr. Youngberg, should he be wearing a T-shirt? Okay, right and now? so... Uh, uh, could I ask you to actually just take off your T-shirt? Uh, no, you can just leave it on. You just yeah. Okay, so you can tell he's a fit man. We play basketball together, so he he beats me up all the time. Okay, go ahead and lay back down. Okay, so now what we're going to do is, uh, pa Pastor Ivan, um, we're going to lay down. So before you lay down, let's get one more towel, please, uh, Karen. Karen's our resident nurse. We appreciate her. And. And because, see, this, this towel, this, there's already, this, this is a massage table, so it has no risk of getting wet or damp. Okay, but if you don't have a, 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 a table that is, is waterproof, uh, or you're on a bed, for instance, or even on the floor on carpet, you want to put a plastic down to prevent from, uh, from damaging or, or, or the bed from, from water. Okay, so you put a plastic sheet you can use a shower curtain. You can use a garbage bag that's been cut open. And then, and then you put a, a towel down on top of that, like what we have here, and then a towel around the wet, moist, hot uh, towel. And then we add one more towel on top of this before Pastor Ivan. And it just depends on 
if, if because he's young, I'm just going to do a, just a double on this. Okay? If, if, if Pastor Ivan was, was you know, my age or older, you know, in his, uh, in his 70s or 80s, I, it, the older you are, the less, the less likely you are to handle deeper heat. And so we want to start more gently. Okay, now, uh, this, to- this towel is not, uh, not hot, but if, if, if it was, it would start making you feel just, you feel the radiating heat coming out of the towel into the back and then irradiating up into the posterior uh, areas of the lungs. Okay, that's what we want. We want to stimulate f- blood flow to the lungs, which means antibodies are, are being that have been formed against this virus are now, are now being funneled to the lungs where the COVID-19 virus is attached to the, the ACE2 proteins in the, in the alveoli or the lung. That's where the viruses are doing most of their damage. So you want, you want to get blood flow through the lungs. Okay, so that's the first step. The second step here is, so, so we have another towel uh, another Turkish towel or regular towel that has been thoroughly wrung out prior to being microwaved. Now it's hot, it's steamy. Okay, you put it put it on that other towel, a dry towel, fold it over, and now if you could uh, pull that uh, blanket back. So now what we're going to do is put it with actually one more towel. If we could have another towel on top of uh, Ivan's chest because this is actually going to be really hot. And so we want to have one layer of a regular dry towel on top, okay? And, and then we put this towel that, uh, that, that has the hot fomentation pad inside of it on top. And then, and then what we do, uh, we want to try to keep that heat. So now there's heat here, there's heat underneath, uh, uh, coming up from his back, and and so we want to contain that. So let um, so we can even use another towel on top of that if we needed to to further contain the heat, and we basically cover him up. That feel good, Pastor Ivan? <laughs> okay, all right. So I didn't mention my my uh, wraparound glasses. These are safety glasses. Now you know if I was in a in, in a hospital scenario, this wouldn't be good enough. We would be wearing some type of of, um, of uh, goggles that prevent any any potential flow of virus through the air because the virus can be aerosolized and it can be in the air for hours. Okay, so here's a couple examples. You know this. You know. Uh, okay, he he is going to be here for at least three minutes, maybe five minutes, three to five minutes. Uh, and and we, we will be checking to make sure he's comfortable, making sure that he's not getting too hot. Okay, and okay, go ahead, good. That's an ice uh, washcloth dipped in ice water. Keep his head cool while the rest of his body is hot. Okay, so so there's all kinds of different strategies. If you have sinus congestion, which doesn't seem to be a big part of COVID-19, but it could be, you can actually do a hot compress. Uh, on the sinus area at the same time, but most of the time you'll use a washcloth that, ooh, that is cold, <laughs> that has been dipped in ice water, and that'll keep the head nice and cool while the body's heating up. 
So this, we're essentially creating a natural fever in the body to stimulate blood flow and immune system activation. The, the, you do not want to suppress a regular fever. This idea of taking aspirin or whatever to decrease a, a fever that's only 101 or even 102 uh, is you're actually impairing the ability of your immune system to fight the virus when you reduce your fever artificially. So you only reduce the fever if somebody's really in pain or has a, uh, you know, is, is, is running at 104 or higher, in, in my opinion. Uh, but, but so we make sure that, that and of course, if, if the fever is high, if somebody's uncomfortable, cool the head off, right? Like what we're doing here. Now, in terms of, in terms of goggles, uh, we're, you know, we're, not, we're not necessarily wearing goggles here, but if you're going to wear goggles and because of the, the, the threat, you want to wear goggles that don't, don't have vents on them. Because if you have vents on the goggles, then you're, you're kind of defeating the purpose other than potential splash uh, uh, on, onto your eyes. So wrap around glasses like that, pr protect against splash um, if somebody's sneezing or coughing. But, but that viral cloud is still there that can get around things. So this would not protect me from the viral cloud. We really need to assume that everybody that we see has a viral cloud walking around them that's, that's around two or three feet in diameter around them. Okay, and so you, that's why we want to maintain at least three feet away from each other. And we're almost six right now. Too. Yeah, yeah, so, so ideally, you know, we want to keep about six feet apart. Okay, so, so, uh, so what I did is just when I first heard about this in late January, I, made, I went on Amazon and I got a fireman's goggle. Okay, they're, they're not that expensive, and they're, they're not vented. Why? Because firemen are in areas of smoke, and if they're wearing a, regularly non, uh, a regular vented goggle, then they're going to get smoke uh, affecting them. So use a non-vented goggle. That's one option. Or if you, if you can't find them anywhere, just go to the swimming section of a sporting goods store, or just order it online at this point, and just wear swimming goggles. Okay, and it looks a little bit... Yeah, so it totally there. seals, and so that you're, you're completely preventing the risk of a viral cloud in your, uh, that you're walking through to contact your eye and therefore infect your body. Okay, so the, um, the so, 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 so Pastor Ivan now has been uh, under the influence of this hydrotherapy heat session for around five minutes. Okay, three to five minutes. And so now what we want to do is, is introduce the cold part of this. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pull the blankets back. Okay. And, um, okay, okay. So, so uh, Betsy now has a, a bowl of literally ice water. Okay. And uh, what we're going to do. Okay. <laughs> Now, well, this is going to be cold. This is going to be good. Okay, and, and so I'm going, to remove, I'm going to remove this and the towel. So let's go ahead and do some, some cold friction. Okay. All right, so, so this is now really cold. So what I do is I just dip it in good, and then I just wring it out pretty good so it's not, it's not uh, dripping, right? 
Now, I want you okay. to know that Ivan was okay. raised and, in and Russia, just, so this just, is no just big deal. Get right to it. When, when right. Dr. Charles Thomas taught us how to do this, he just, man, he just went like, just all over here, just, just really get, get blood flowing to the area. This is constricting the blood vessels. What do you got? Okay, all right, so but, so you do this for, basically do this and turn it around, do this for about 20, 30 seconds, okay, so that's nice and cold, okay, and, and that just stimulates the circulation back and forth. So now, bring it back up, bring it back up, okay, and then, then I'm going to now do the back with some more cold water. Turn to your side. Okay. Because you're sick. Okay, so now, now I'm just having to turn, so turn away from us so that, you know, if he starts coughing or, or because we're doing this cold, so just really, really do the back and just kind of cool them off. Now, the first time we do this, it's a little, whoo, it's, it's a little bit uh, uh, rough, okay? But the second and third time we do this is like relief because it's taking the heat off of the body that's really hot. Okay, so, so we'll put that back in. The, all right, so go ahead and lay back down, Pastor I. Okay, now, actually... Now, I want so, you to know, as a, as a patient, that was awesome because he didn't get the real heat, but he got the real cold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so, so, so now what we're doing is we're, 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 we're got to take the, the pad. Go ahead and sit up. Okay? We're going to take the, the old pad off, and we're going to put a new one down. Okay, so... So we're, we're like, so this, this has now been wrapped. This is a new, and put it back in the microwave, okay? And heated them up, okay? And, and we have, uh, we have uh, a, a towel on top of it, because this is now a new hot Turkish towel or, or heated towel that's wrapped in a dry towel and then another dry towel on top. Go ahead and lay down. Okay, just check. How's that feel? Is that is that too warm? Oh, no, okay, not. you just let me know if it's too warm. And then we again we put a dry towel and we check this. You know, since since this was there before, check to see if it's too if it's damp, it'll make it, the heat uh, more pronounced. So we're gonna make sure it stays dry. If it's wet, we replace it. Then we put the new uh, mi newly microwaved uh, towel with a dry towel around it. And then cover with the blanket. So this is this is the second uh, uh, phase of the hydrotherapy. First first step is is the hot and then the cold and then the second time hot and the cold. So we do this. One we put put the we put the cold uh, uh, washcloth uh, on the forehead. Uh, to just again draw heat off the forehead to kind of help help relax because you know by this time if, he, if we're doing the heat he's that's going to feel really good to have this cold uh, washcloth on the forehead. Okay, so we do this three times back and forth just like we did right now, and and uh, the let's let's assume now that we have just finished the. The last, uh, the third time of heat. Okay, so we're going to take that off. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and and take take these off. Okay, the uh, the extra towel. Okay, and we're going to we're going. This is where this is the ice water. We're going to do a quick quick uh, mitten friction with the ice water. Okay, throw and then and then um, and then you bring give me a towel so I can just. Uh, make sure that we dry that off. Just any towel. 
Okay, here we go. Okay, and we just dry that off really good, really quickly, so that there's no dampness there. Okay, and then then we go ahead and just uh, stand, and we're going to we're going to remove these hot pads. Okay, and we're going to uh, where's the mitten? Uh, where'd the washcloth go? Uh, there we go. All right, so then we just again end with cold. Always end with cold. That feels good, right, Pastor Ivan? All right, okay. I charge by the hour, by the way. Okay, okay. So, all right, and then uh, so we just get that, cool that off, uh, uh, improve cold, constricts, and sends the blood back down to the deep areas, which then keeps the circulation going. Okay, and then we dry. We, we dry this, this off real quickly, okay, and then we get you to lay back down. Okay, I want you to be comfortable there, and we we then we then basically, yeah. and now this this is a critical phase. When when I first uh, was observing Dr. Charles Thomas uh, back in the mid 1980s, I just assumed that the real important part was the hot cold. But Dr. Thomas paused after the last session, and he said to uh, he said to us who were observing him, it says, if you do not do this last part, you're not going to get nearly the benefit. I go, well, what last part? Aren't we done? And he says, no, we're not done. The, the most important part is the rest phase. And the rest, this is where now that he is dry. We made sure that he stayed dry, made sure that he's comfortable. Okay, And then we basically just turn the lights off. We're not going to do that today. Turn the lights off. Um, uh, and, and, you know, th this is actually a good time to pray. I was say. This is a great time. So many people will pray at the beginning and the end and say, and I say you know, Pastor Ivan, um, uh, the, the, there's nothing more valuable to the healing process to know that God loves you and that God wants you to be healed. Amen. Okay, And that God has made available strategies like this to increase your opportunity to experience health and healing. And, um, and so, uh, if you would allow me, I would like to say a prayer for you. Absolutely. Okay, and, and I always ask. I don't just do it. I always ask, and you know, every, you know, every uh, millionth patient I have might say no, and that's okay. But, but most individuals will, will, no matter what their faith walk is, or if the lack of belief in God might be, almost always they say yes, especially after we've developed some rapport, and they know that I'm here to help them, right? I, I, I want uh, what's best for them. And when, when we ask, that actually, that actually and, and, and you get an affirmative answer, that means that that unlocks the power of heaven on the behalf of that individual, that, that ministering angels, that the Holy Spirit you know, we live in a, in a world of spirituality, whether you realize it or not, that has power, power to improve healing. And so, Pastor Ivan, uh, I'm glad that you want me to pray for you. So let's just pause a moment and pray. Father, uh, I thank you for the privilege to treat Pastor Ivan today. I thank you for the privilege to use this as an opportunity to, to educate thousands and t tens of thousands of individuals that are watching this, this uh, home-based remedy hydrotherapy uh, program today. 
so that they can apply these principles for those that they love in their own home. And, and Lord, I, I also take this opportunity to pray for Pastor Ivan's brother, yes. another, another pastor in, in Switzerland, who, who right now, as we speak, is, is uh, suffering with COVID-19 respiratory viral infection. Lord, I pray that you, uh, that you unlock your, your ministering angels and your Holy Spirit to be with him, to guide him, to give him wisdom, to, to take advantage of all the natural remedies that are available to us if we would just open our minds. And so I pray for healing for his brother. I pray, I pray for healing for, for all individuals like, like Pastor Ivan who are at risk, like myself who are at risk and the things that we can do to protect ourselves, to educate ourselves so that we are not uh, unnecessarily allowing this, this uh, disease to, to be victorious over us. So we thank you for the privilege of uh, being able to, the privilege of being your uh, uh, children. We look forward to the blessings that only you can give of health and healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So with that, Pastor Ivan, your responsibility right now is to trust fully in God and just allow, allow that peace of mind to know that your immune system is now doing everything possible to fight this. You have angels and the Holy Spirit on your side. It's your responsibility now to just rest. No stress. Just rest and sleep for as long as you can right now. So this is the phase where we say at least stay in that position for at least 20 minutes. Now, this is what happens physiologically when, that ha when, when, when somebody takes the time to just chill no for phones. at least 20 minutes. What? No phones. No phones. <laughs> yeah. Don't be watching TV. Don't want, be watching the news about the latest lockdown. Focus in about about just resting, letting your body heal. Uh, and so what happens when you just totally rest, all of a sudden, that improved circulation that has occurred within your body, that activation of the immune system, as, as, the, as the blood and the lymphatics flow throughout the body, they stimulate various immune centers and activate them to start producing antibodies that are precisely designed to attach to COVID-19. It's the most, the most amazing chemotherapeutic strategy available. Your body makes it itself. We just need to harness that energy appropriately. And so once you, once you start resting after that hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, what, what happens is that the B cells of the immune system the B cells that are responsible for actually producing antibodies, they start going into action at a much higher level, and you start producing antibodies at a, at, at a dramatic level. We call it spontaneous blastogenesis, where the B cells start releasing all these antibodies, and those antibodies flood to your lungs where those viruses are, and they basically do a complete frontal attack on all, those, on all those viruses and dramatically increases the chance of your body winning the war 
before it causes chronic damage. So even young people, young people, children who get infected, number one, not only are they super infectious to everybody else, even if they don't feel anything, but they're actually creating damage, inflammation in the lungs, potential scar tissue that could, that could infect them, impact them for life. It, there's been reports about uh, previous acute respiratory syndrome cases like this where people who were infected would have depression for the rest of their life, even though they survived, not just because of the experience, but because of what it did to them physiologically. It, it could cause post-traumatic distress disorder for life. It, I mean, this is not something that we want to play around with. That's why it's so important that we all take the responsibility to stay home if at all possible. And, and you know, only people that have to, policemen and firefighters and, and medical workers and people that have to keep the grocery stores going, etc. Those are the only people that should be out there. Everybody else should stay home and take care of each other. And at the first sign of any symptom, take advantage of strategies like we have uh, addressed today. Now, Pastor Ivan, this is probably the easiest you've ever had it on this stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say to our audience that is watching, this is actually the, the podium where we have our worship services in our Fallbrook Church. And what more could we do as far as helping to, take, to demonstrate to you what can happen whenever we use natural healing methods that Christ has given to us? Now, Dr. Youngberg, this was the main thing we wanted to do tonight. We wanted to let people see exactly how to do this. And we've done that. We've got two bonus things for you now. So Pastor Ivan, I hate to have to tell you, but you're going to have to, uh, no, that that was a, we, we actually told him. All right, go ahead and get up and uh, look, he's all better now. Yeah. Healed. Okay. Now put your, you can put your t-shirt back on and we're going to actually do a, um, a hot and cold foot bath next. And uh, while Karen's getting ready to do that, Dr. Youngberg, you might be able to talk about the benefit of a hot and cold foot bath. Um, so, and then Once Karen... again, we're trying to improve circulation. And, and when, when you, you start out with hot, that draws blood down to your feet. Okay, that, that draws, that opens up the capillaries and the blood vessels to the feet. Why? Because it's hot and we're trying to disperse that heat. So blood flows to the feet, okay? And then when you go cold, that constricts it and that pumps blood back up. So it's a way to stimulate the, the blood flow and circulation in a powerful way. Okay, so Karen, go ahead and describe what's happening here with uh, specifically. I put hot water in the, uh, in the tub as hot as he can handle it. And I like to put in a little bit of Epsom salts in there. It feels really good. It's got magnesium. It is magnesium, and it soothes your muscles. So you put your feet in there for about three minutes, and then when you're done with that, then you stick your feet. Now, you're not in it three minutes, but you go from the really hot to a bucket of ice water. So if you want to just, yep. And the heat, you know, if somebody's older, they're going to be more sensitive to the heat. You want the water to be roughly somewhere between uh, somewhere between 104 and 111 degrees. So if you have a, th a thermometer for water, that'd be a good way to check it. If, if somebody's elderly or, or fra uh, frail, you would want to start at the lower end of that, see how they're doing, and then gently add additional hot okay. water, making sure that they're not uh, having a problem with it. Now, if, you're, if somebody's a diabetic and you're treating a diabetic, they may have peripheral neuropathy, 
which means they may not feel the, 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 the heat, and they could actually burn their feet without even knowing it. So, so that's why uh, if you're doing it yourself at home, check it with your elbow. Okay? Usually people don't have peripheral neuropathy in their elbow. They say, ooh, ooh, that's actually a little too hot. And so be careful with that. So, so be cautious when you do these things. You need to have it at the right temperature. It helps to uh, relieve congestion. And another thing it does, if you have a headache coming on, it really helps relieve a headache as well. And while he's doing the hot and cold on his feet, another little thing that we have is a sore throat pack. And this is, it can be a strip of cotton or flannel. And you get this dipped in ice water. So I'm just going to pour some ice water on it to get it good and wet right over this ice. That is, I may just go ahead and dip it in here to get it cold quickly. And then you wring it out. Make sure it's good and wrung out. And then you wrap this around your throat. Okay, and then where's the woolen piece? And then you take a woolen piece of uh, wool. And what I've had done is I had a, Linda make uh, this for me. She put Velcro on it. And you just wrap that right around the cotton. Um, and leave that on overnight when you go to bed. And in the morning, your throat will feel so much better. It draws all the blood right to that area where it's hurting. But make sure that the cotton is ice cold when you put it on, wring it out, and then put... So it starts out cold, mm -hmm. and then it warms up over time, and it dramatically improves circulation to the area and helps, helps the immune system fight the viruses that are in the throat area. Now, one of the things, you know, this, Karen showed this, and it is yeah. something she had made. The outside is wool, correct, Karen? Yes. The outside is wool, you inside. Can use, and you can use a safety pin, too. We just had Velcro put on because it makes it so much easier. They both, you don't have to have the Velcro on the cotton. It'll just stay in place. The wool keeps it in place. But now, the, the poor man's approach, which I've used frequently, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a nice, a nifty wool uh, to use, you can actually use a sock, like, yeah, a, a, like sock. a winter sock, mm -hmm. a wool sock, wrap it around, and then use a, a pin yep. to yep. attach it. Mm. You can so even tear, tear a piece of a pillowcase, an old pillowcase or something, and yeah. make the cloth. So these are little things that can be helpful in, in your uh, look. Because here, Dr. Youngberg, one of the things that uh, we've known in the news is we've got this surge coming. We've been talking about this surge. And they're saying hospital beds. In fact, I know here in San Diego they've just activated the hospital ship. Navy hospital ship in San Diego. I also read today that the state of California is in negotiation with 900 hotels to try to utilize rooms for hospital-based purposes and maybe calling in the National Guard to help and the, the armed forces to help with the surge we have coming. So in case you're not able to get treatment someplace else, this, these things would be a natural thing that people could do right in their homes. Remember, you're not going to be able to go to the hospital. I, I, was, I was so sad and just recently have seen a uh, a news story of a, of a lady, an elderly lady from Italy, crying just desperately because she just lost her husband to COVID-19, and then she had been tested positive, but because she was not sick enough, she was told to go home. They just didn't have any treatment for her. There's no reason to take a hospital bed when you don't need a ventilator or you don't need that, that palliative type care. And so she was just weeping because of this, and her uh, adult children were there uh, you know, trying to console her, taking a risk of being infected themselves, 
Uh, so do not try to, uh, uh, try to go to a hospital if you have just early symptoms because they simply will not be able to address this. Certainly be in touch with your doctor by phone or telemedicine, but these are strategies that have been able to save the lives of countless thousands who took advantage of them. And so you want to start them earlier rather than later. Now, one thing that we failed to address at the beginning that I forgot is that when you start hydrotherapy, make sure that your patient drinks at least 16 to 20 ounces of good pure water. You want to be hydrated because you're going to be sweating at the time of during the, during the procedure. And, and you know, anybody who's gone through any type of hydrotherapy, whether it's a hot shower or a hot tub and cold, that you get really thirsty afterwards because you're sweating so much. So drink, drink, drink lots of water, and, and that'll help get rid of viruses through the urine so that you're less likely to be getting rid of viruses through your breath and infecting other people around you. So uh, lots of water throughout the procedure, at 20 ounces at the beginning, and and then uh, maybe th through the process, get a little bit more water, ask them, here, have a little bit more water, and then at the end, more water, and then you sleep, and then when you get up after your nap, uh, Pastor Ivan, you do another drink, so you drink, 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 drink. The, the, we talked previously about the seminary, yes. the Danish-Norwegian seminary just west of Minneapolis, Minnesota, in 1918, whose whose graduate physician, a faculty member at the seminary, immediately put the, the people who were sick with the Spanish flu to basically uh, bed rest. Immediately went to bed rest, even if at the earliest uh, fever or symptom of any kind, and they were told to stay in bed for at least two days after they felt well. Uh, they immediately focused on hydration, lots of water, and then a healthy meal, only whole foods, only plant-based foods, uh, eat like uh, soups that are made from beans or lentils or just something very simple, whole vegetable foods. broth. Uh, just eat really lightly three times a day with an, at least four or five hours between meals. Uh, if they're hungry, give them water. Okay, just You don't need to eat that much when you're sick. When you're sick, your body wants to focus on healing, not digesting more food. And so give the body the chance to heal, eat very sparingly during an illness like this. Uh, the last thing you want to be doing is, I feel so bad, I'm going to treat myself with, a, with a, some ice cream or, or something, something sugary or, or some pie or some cake. That can kill you if you do it. So absolutely only eat healthy food during that time. So, so rest, hydration, proper diet, trusting God, hydrotherapy, and then stay in bed until, you, until at least two days after you feel better, and then don't, don't stress your system. Remember, you just went through a serious illness. So those are the principles of healing. Okay. Now, there's one thing I wanted to do as kind of another bonus for the people that might be watching. Just this afternoon, our ASI organization, that's a, a group of lay people that are lay business people, very involved in ministry. We put up a brand new website today called www.godcareseveryday.org. That's godcareseveryday.org. And there are many, many different resources that will be on that website, including some of the things that have been done um, here 
uh, at Fallbrook, Dr. Youngberg. So we're, we're just really thrilled you've tuned in. This is the third or fourth video we've made now. Today is uh, March the 18th. We we're trying to keep track of And just the today, over 450 people died in Italy alone. Yeah. And, and that is so sad. Uh, we don't want that to keep going. We know that it's probably going to happen like that in the United States. We need to be ready for it, and we need to have home-based remedies, that's which right. may be the only way to address this in the future. And that's why we've done this for you. And we pray that somebody will pick this up and say, I can do this for someone that's close to me, and it'll make a difference and save someone's life. Yeah. And uh, it's been our privilege to be with you again tonight. Uh, we've completed this in just about an hour tonight. Wes, it's uh, good, and uh, we trust that you'll be able to share it with friends, and uh, we just want to say thank you, and I'd like to say one last prayer before we close tonight. Holy Father, we just thank you for the privilege that we have of this knowledge, and I pray, Lord, that you would help this knowledge to go to lots of places, because these are simple things, towels, heat, cold the proper processes, using hydrotherapy and trust in you, all the things that Dr. Youngberg has laid out, these four or five steps. Make them real to us, I pray, and may it be, make a difference for the people watching us, my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.